Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Holidays After Dark, the podcast that celebrates the strange and unusual sides of the holidays we all know and love. I'm your host, Kristen. Because of my love for all things creepy, dark, and unusual, most people usually assume that my favorite holiday is Halloween. Surprisingly, that actually isn't the case. If I had to rank the major holidays, Christmas is at the top of the list, with Halloween coming in a very close second place. While I absolutely love the aesthetic of Halloween and the decor you see everywhere during the month of October, to me, there's just something indescribable about the feeling of the Christmas season. I love the colder weather and how everything in the world just feels a little lighter, brighter, and more magical that time of year. As soon as the Christmas season ends every year, I start missing it immediately, and I reset the countdown until next Christmas on my phone in January. But, thankfully, us Christmas enthusiasts don't have to wait all the way until December to get a taste of our favorite holiday. Over time, Christmas in July has become an institution that I know I have personally welcomed into the world with open arms. Let's explore how this summertime celebration came to be. According to legend, Christmas in July was first celebrated at a summer camp in 1933, when Keystone Camp in Brevard, North Carolina, decided to dedicate two days, July 24th and 25th, to the holiday complete with cotton fake snow, a decked-out tree, presents, carolers, a Christmas tree, and, of course, Santa. As the tradition evolved, campers would use laundry bags as makeshift stockings, which they placed outside their cabins to be filled with candy overnight. Eventually, elves, reindeer, and Mrs. Claus joined the act, along with a camp-wide gift exchange, counselors included. The tradition carries on today, and blistering hot southern summers have yet to stop the camp's tradition. Now they simply go for a dip in the lake after exchanging their presents. They have even expanded their celebration to include other year-end holidays such as Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Christmas in July first hit pop culture in 1940 when the movie Christmas in July arrived in theaters. The plot? A man's colleagues prank him into thinking his work won a $25,000 prize, and he goes on a jolly spree of generosity, including finally proposing to his longtime love. By the 1950s, retailers had hit on the concept, and now Christmas in July sales are a big phenomenon. In post-World War II America, the idea was probably best known as the theme of retail sales, which became a beacon of hope and a chance for retailers trying to survive until the next holiday season. It offered a chance to clear out merchandise by appealing to shoppers who might want to prep for the year-end holidays or who simply want to get in the Christmas spirit a little earlier than usual. In recent years, Christmas in July, at least as a retail event, has been dominated largely by Amazon's annual Prime Day, as well as almost non-stop Christmas sale events on the TV channel QVC. I myself have turned on QVC at 2 a.m. during moments of insomnia, 
because who doesn't want to ponder buying a 20-foot-tall inflatable snowman when you're half delirious in the middle of the night? But Christmas in July may have other benefits, too. Channeling snowy weather and reading your favorite Christmas story may actually help you beat the heat this summer. Reading about cold can take your mind off the thermometer, evoking one's own experience of ice and snow, says Walter A. Brown, a clinical professor of psychiatry at the medical schools of Brown and Tufts Universities and an expert in the placebo effect. It's also a bit of self-hypnosis. So, are you itching for some ways to celebrate Christmas in July this year? Well, you're in luck, because as a big Christmas in July lover myself, I definitely have some ideas. First, why not deck your halls and break out some of your Christmas decorations a little bit early? I know for some people, getting them out can be a lot of work, so I'm not saying you have to go all out. Even just getting out a few of the most accessible ones to enjoy for the month is a great way to feel a little early holiday cheer. As Christmas in July has become more mainstream over the years, it has brought along with it some of its own decorations, too. I noticed when I was in Cape Cod recently that there is no shortage of figurines of Santa riding some waves on a surfboard, fishing, or simply relaxing on the beach. I mean, Santa obviously deserves a summer vacation after all the work he puts in running the coldest place on Earth the rest of the year, right? <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. I think I mentioned in one of my first podcast episodes that I once had my Christmas tree up for two years straight so that I could decorate it differently for every holiday. Having it in my living room for Christmas in July was always one of my favorite times to enjoy it. Another fun way to celebrate Christmas in July would be to make some of the foods you usually only eat around the holidays. Why not roast or smoke a turkey and have it with a mix of holiday side favorites like cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and also whip up some grilled corn on the cob for a summer twist? And, of course, you should bake some Christmas cookies for dessert, too. If you have an Elf on the Shelf doll like I do, bring him or her out of hiding for a quick summertime visit. Either use it as decor like I do, or if you have kids, you could tell them the Elf is coming for a quick mid-year check-in to make sure they are doing everything they can to stay off the naughty list. Now, fast-forwarding to the regular Christmas season in December, it turns out many countries around the world have some rather unusual and kind of disturbing ways of recognizing the holiday. There is no shortage of ghosts and death in these horrifying holiday legends. A legend in South Africa tells the tale of a boy named Danny. One Christmas Eve, just like so many other children around the world, Danny put out a plate of cookies for Santa Claus. But later that night, his stomach rumbling, he snuck downstairs for a snack. When his grandmother caught him stealing from Santa, she was so furious she beat him to death. Danny the ghost boy is now said to haunt the homes of naughty children on Christmas Eve who consider leaving their beds and making the same fatal mistake he did. Consider yourself warned, boys and girls. Don't steal from Santa. Krampus, in Central European popular legend, 
is a half-goat, half-demon monster that punishes misbehaving children at Christmas time. He is the devilish companion of St. Nicholas. Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany, and his name derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Krampus was thought to have been part of pagan rituals for the winter solstice. According to legend, he is the son of Hel, the Norse god of the underworld. With the spread of Christianity, Krampus became associated with Christmas, despite efforts by the Catholic Church to ban him. The creature and St. Nicholas are said to arrive on the evening of December 5th, which is known as Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night. While St. Nicholas rewards nice children by leaving presents, Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks. In some cases, he is said to eat them or take them to hell. On December 6th, St. Nicholas Day, children awaken to find their gifts or nurse their injuries. In Eastern Europe, one of the stories told to children is about Frau Perchta, or the Christmas witch. She has two faces, a nice face that she shows to good children and a scary face she shows to bad ones. She comes into homes on the twelfth night of Christmas and leaves a piece of silver in the shoes of nice children. But for the bad children, she slits open their bellies, takes out their organs, and replaces them with pebbles and straw. Most kids have trouble sleeping on Christmas Eve because of the excitement about Santa's impending arrival, but this tale gives a whole new reason for their insomnia. In Jevle, Sweden, every Christmas, town authorities erect a giant straw statue of a goat. The Jevle goat is a 12.8-meter, 3-ton statue made with a wooden skeleton covered in straw. The town has built one every year before Christmas since 1966. It's an offshoot of an old pagan tradition in which Swedish people place much smaller straw goats around their homes during the festive season. The very first year the statue was installed, someone burned it down on New Year's Eve. Since then, there have been dozens of attacks against the goat, some thwarted, some successful. People have run over the goat with cars, torched it with fireworks, and smashed it with clubs. Two assailants, one dressed as Santa Claus and one dressed as a gingerbread man, shot the goat with burning arrows in 2005. The culprits were never caught. In 2010, someone attempted to abduct it with a helicopter. During its 53-year history, the goat has only survived unscathed about 15 times. To combat the vandals, the town has ramped up security over the years, hiring guards and deploying 24-hour video surveillance. The goat itself is thoroughly doused in flame retardant. Most of the time, these tactics have worked to protect it, but not always. Regardless, the town continues to reconstruct the goat year after year. In my next episode, I'm going to be breaking down the 2015 film Krampus. This is going to be my first time watching this movie, and I'm very interested to see how they depict this unsettling Christmas legend. So if you want, give it a watch as well. And even if you don't watch it, you can still check out the episode to learn more about Santa's devilish counterpart. 
I would absolutely love to hear your holiday stories, fun facts, or weird trivia. Email Kristen at HolidaysAfterDark.com, direct message at Holidays Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, or find us on Facebook. I would love to feature your story or fun fact on a future episode of Holidays After Dark. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss your dose of holiday darkness. A rate or review would also be greatly appreciated. Thank you to my sister Ashley for editing and producing the podcast. Today I will leave you with a quote from William Thomas Ellis that I feel really sums up how we can create the magic of Christmas even in the suffocating heat of July. It is Christmas in the heart that puts Christmas in the air. (laughs) 